Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for November the 2nd, All Souls Day. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 14, verses 7 through 9 and 10 through 12. St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 14, verses 7 through 9 and 10 through 12. On this special day, this day of all souls, we lift our minds and hearts to Almighty God in prayer for all of those who have died, all of those near and dear to us, friends, associates, family members, who have passed, we pray and hope, unto the Lord and are in God's presence, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we lift to them, we lift them up to the Lord and pray that God's infinite mercy and kindness will forgive them of their sins and their faults, will wash them clean, and they will behold the divine face of Almighty God, radiant with light and life. That is our hope, that is our belief, that the death and resurrection of Christ, the blood of the cross, has brought salvation and reconciliation. And that is our hope of glory as well. So today we live to the Lord and remember, we look back and remember all of those who have contributed to our own closeness to the Lord, our benefactors, physically, mentally, as well as, and most importantly of all, spiritually, to our closeness in our living in and with the Lord. And so this is our gift to them, our prayers, our lifting them to our divine Savior, the resurrection and the life. And we not only look back, it's not only a time of memory, it's also a time of prayer and hope, isn't it? For today, we who are still on pilgrimage, we are still sojourners, traveling through our earthly existence toward our true and lasting home. For earth is not our final resting place. We are meant for glory, not our own glory, not our own praise, but for the glory and praise of Almighty God who loves us into eternity, who does not create us simply to die, but to really live. We live here on earth in all of the gifts, graces, and blessings of God, all the trials and tribulations and crosses we're asked to carry, the burdens we're asked to lift. But we realize that this is a passing phase. Important, yes. Because how we live, how we exist every day, determines how we will spend all eternity in the presence of God. And death is not the end. It is the beginning. 
and we can reach through the bonds of earth into the very presence of God by lifting those whom we love and who have loved us, and we commend them to the Lord. And at the same time, we remember that they are in the presence of God, we pray, and that they remember us. They are our advocates. They are the ones who are able, in a special way, as no one on earth can, to lift us to God's throne of grace in our time of trial, in our time of temptation and difficulty, as well as in our time of great blessings, great graces, to thank Almighty God for his goodness shown to us. And I think it's powerfully captured in a part of the Mass right after the consecration, which really sums up the Christian hope the Christian memory, and the Christian now. We say, after the consecration, the mystery of faith. The mystery, the mystery of faith. It's a mystery. That is, it's not something we fully understand or can analyze, break into its parts. It's a mystery that we are drawn into if we open our whole minds and hearts to it. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. It is the past, the present, and the future hope. Christ has died. On that good Friday, Christ took to the cross all of our sins and our guilt of all humanity that ever was, is, and will be, and that one eternal, supreme sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, that we might have hope of eternal life in the presence of Almighty God. Christ has died. He died a real human death. He died our death. He took upon himself all of the corruption all of the ugliness and filth, all of the stench, the scarring and marring that results from sin into his own body, into his soul, and took it to the cross. For that which overcomes sin is the death and resurrection of Christ. And so Christ has died. But Christ is also risen. The angel says to the apostles, why do you look for the one who is living among the dead? He told you he will meet you in Jerusalem. Go and wait. And so they go. The tomb is empty. The victory over sin and death has taken place in the resurrection of Christ. That is, that is the reality of our present. We live in that Christ has risen. And we participate, even here on earth, in the resurrection of Christ. Through our offering of the sacrifice of the Mass, through our receiving of the sacraments, 
our reading of scripture, our prayers, all of those things that have been left to us through the church at the Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit and the beginning of the church. And so we do not travel alone, but we travel with a great companion of witnesses, our fellow believers, our communities of faith that we offer the Mass each time we gather with those who are one with us in faith and hope and love. Christ will come again, the future. We have a future to hope in. We do not look at the future with dread and anxiety and fear, with a meaninglessness and simply the empty tomb. We also know that Christ has and will come again at the end of the world when God's kingdom is fully established here on earth. And as the book of Revelation tells us, God will make his dwelling among us for all eternity and we with him. And it's, that sums up the, the, the very essence and heart of the Christian life and message. The Christ who died, died on the cross, is the Christ who emerged from the tomb and lives. And that same Christ will come again in glory and call all to him who have followed him faithfully. That's our hope. That's why today we gather and we lift to the Lord all of our loved ones who have died, all of those who are near and dear to us, and we commend them to the mercy, the forgiveness and compassion of the one who died, rose, and will come again. It's a great, uh, it's a great consolation. It's a great grace to be given that gift of faith which we are to nurture and share and be grateful for each day. St. Paul in the letter to the Romans says it so beautifully and powerfully. None of us lives as his own master and none of us dies as his own master. While we live, we are responsible to the Lord and when we die, we die as his servants, both in life and in death. We are the Lord's. Both in life and in death, we belong to the Lord. That is why Christ died and came to life again, that we might be Lord of life and of death, the dead and the living. And that's, that's so important because so many times we wonder if life has any meaning and purpose, any direction. Because Christ lives, we can face today and tomorrow. Because Christ lives, all fear is gone. All true lasting fear and anxiety is wiped away in the Christ who died, rose, and will come again. That is the great 
the great promise of God who is ever faithful. So let us today take important and very significant time to lift to the Lord all of those who have died and we pray and hope now live in the divine presence that where they are we one day hope to be and through God's mercy that hope will be realized for in life and in death we belong to the Lord and we pray so do our loved ones belong to the Lord. God bless you.